walk down the aisle after saying your vows, it might have been easy to think this is going to last forever. But sadly, many couples experience difficulty, separation, maybe even betrayal. If you're barely hanging on and you're not sure you're going to make it, please listen in. We're here to offer some help. I'm John Fuller, joined in the studio by my friends and focus colleagues, Greg and Aaron Smalley. And Aaron, when a couple separates, um, there are some stats that indicate what the chances are of them getting back together. What do you see? Mm -hmm. There's several sets of statistics. One says that 87% of couples end up filing for divorce and the remaining 13% reconcile after separation. But I've also seen statistics that say out of the couples that separate, 50% of them will reconcile. Hmm. So it's looking at how are we doing the separation? If we're just separating and we're not doing anything proactively to come back together, I'm guessing you'll be more, you know, at the 87% of not coming back together. But there's something called a healing separation and actually focus on the family has it on the marriage site. And it is how do we walk through a separation with the intention of healing the individual so we can come back together. And really that needs to be done under the supervision of a pastor or a a licensed Christian counselor. Yeah. Well, there is hope, as I said, I appreciate uh, that slicing of the stats and that emphasis on working on the relationship. Uh, Jim Daly and I talked to Bill and Vicki Rose, who went through a really dark season in their relationship. And here they share how they almost didn't make it as a couple. Now, the additional challenge you had as a young 20-something couple was you didn't know the Lord. You're not in a Christian context at this point. You're in a very, what sounds like a very worldly context. You're living the high life. You're going out to all the clubs and all of that. Um, Could you see why the marriage wasn't working? And what did you do? Well, um... We separated in June of 1986. Separated? We separated. That was about five years after your marriage? It was nine nine and a half years after we married. We separated in 1986. We were actually separated for a very short time prior to that. Right. And got back together. um, Not because we'd had any counseling or anything, but just because one romantic night we got back together. Nothing had really changed. But we love, you know, one thing that has always been constant is our love for each other, my love for you. So that's always been there. <laughs> yes. Huh. Um, but you separated for a short time, came back together. Right. Still, then, God was not in the picture. Not at this in the point. picture. Then, then we went on separated. to have. Then we went on to have children. And when our children were one and a half and four, we separated. Billy had a terrible addiction to cocaine and other things, and I couldn't live with that any longer and the emptiness and the no relationship and it just it was just a mess it was chaos i owned a a restaurant called the sporting club which was one of the top places in the country rated by usa today and new york times and you would go there you'd be you'd be afraid not to go there because of who you might miss seeing i mean we had every athlete that you know you could think of would come in especially when they were visiting from out of town and because of the hours that i was spending there i'd get there around noontime and i'd probably get home around four or five in the morning and um a lot of it was there were drugs there and there were women there and um 
it was very easy to to succumb to both. Mm-hmm. And Bill, it sounds like the emptiness Vicky was describing earlier was certainly a uh, felt in your life, and you were trying to find some fulfillment in in things that didn't provide that. It, it was, and I but I didn't know that at the time. I thought that these things were fulfilling, and it took me a good uh, three and a half years of doing this before um, I started to realize there was there just had to be more out there. You know, really, our hope today is to inspire people who are living in a similar place. It's not going to be the exact same place as Bill and Vicki, but they may be in a similar place where they're not... Um, really living up to their potential in their marriage, and they know it. And we want to be able to provide that hope for you, to inspire you to live each day better. Mm -hmm. And that's what we live and breathe to do here at Focus on the Family. So if you need help, call us, and uh, we want to be there for you. Um, I want to pick up, Bill, where you left off there, because we talked to Vicki about what those needs were for her as a young um, newly married wife and what she was expecting from you. So you've got this thriving restaurant business in New York City. Um, it's taking all of your time. What were your needs and were you running from something? Wow. Um, I, I'm not, I don't know that I was running from something. Um, it was a real power trip, this restaurant. And I was caught up in the whole glamour of the athletes and the women and the drugs. So I guess it was something. I What I did was I put that before Vicky and before the marriage. Um, hmm. And I just thought this would make me happier. And as the years went on, I realized that was just not the truth. Yeah. Boy, so many people could fill in the blank with whatever they're doing, particularly men whether it's that title, whatever vocationally they're doing, they're not coming home at night because it's easier to be at the office. It's easier to earn the money and to justify the time spent there. I really love the honesty we heard there from Bill and Vicki and hope it connected with you. Um, so Aaron, I'm sure there are listeners thinking, well, Bill and Vicki's story is just like ours, but I'm not sure we have the hope to make it. Um, go ahead and offer that hope, would you? Mm -hmm. I cannot emphasize enough that God is always fighting for your marriage and we serve a God of hope. And of course, when we get discouraged and we believe we're the only ones going through this and that um, we're the only ones that aren't going to make it, and I'm not wanting to minimize that pain, but the truth is we have a God that can fill our hearts with hope. Uh, matter of fact, I had a couple several years back that the husband had just revealed he was having an emotional connection with another woman. Mm. And the wife, the young wife, packed up and was going home to her parents' house. And what I love is that God did something extraordinary. While she was walking through an airport in a city where she didn't live, she ran smack into her mother-in-law, who didn't live in that city either, Oh my! in the airport. Oh. So it was one of those divine appointments. And that's what I believe God does, that he orchestrates the support we need. He orchestrates the community we need. He orchestrates the therapist and the help we need. He is fighting for your marriage. Therefore, there is always hope. Mm. There is always hope. I love that. And that story, I just think it's remarkable. I was 
with um, just a friend that I think we saw one another where we were having lunch and just kind of in passing and and hadn't seen him for a long time and and just the fact that that I was there that we ran into each other he kind of came up and said hey could I call you later because we're we're stuck you know I'm having a really tough time in my marriage and he probably would never have reached out had we not crossed paths mm. even at a restaurant yeah that's not accidental so how many of us though know couples who are struggling and we don't run into them and then we find out you know 2 months later or 5 months later that they're no longer together how do we um, look for the signs and then offer real help? Mm-hmm. It is something that's so tender because so often we don't want to step into where maybe we're not being invited in. Mm. However, you know the type of relationship you have with that person. What I love with this particular couple, you know, the, the wife ran into the mother-in-law, the mother-in-law called the father, the father flew out and stayed with his son to offer encouragement and to hold him accountable and to pray with him. But then the sister also who had had massive issues in her own marriage called and reached out and said, you guys can do this. You guys can make it. And they have made it. So I think so often we step back and think we shouldn't say anything versus if we have the connection with that person or we know someone who has the connection with that person, just prompt them, you know, not in a gossipy kind of format, but how do we offer encouragement to those that are hurting and not ignore it? Yeah. I think too, that an easy way to do that is when we are around another couple. So maybe we you're having dinner with, or we're just out with this other couple. Talk about your own struggles I think the more that we talk about some hard times, some challenges that we've had, the good, the bad, the ugly, I mean, when we are authentic and transparent, it just makes people feel like, whoa, okay, so I can be honest. So sometimes simply just going, hey, you know, how are you guys doing? Well, good. How are you guys doing? You know, we're doing all right, man. But man, the other day though, we, we had a hard, we were in a conflict, really. And you just start talking, I'm telling you. It just opens the door when people feel like you've given them permission through your own story to be honest and real. Oftentimes they'll go, yeah, actually, man, that happened to us. And (laughs) you guys look like you're doing okay. We're not. We don't know what to do. Mm. You don't have to be a a marriage expert. You don't have to have a degree in counseling, you know, like Aaron does to help. Because God's going to give you the wisdom, the words, the insights. He's going to give you what you need in that moment. And oftentimes it's just being a great listener yeah. and just saying, hey, let's pray about this. Let me walk with you. I'm going to check in. Would it be okay if we did lunch you know, here next week? And I just would love to hear how you guys are doing. Yeah, I appreciate that. So thank you for your help to so many and your hearts for, uh, for our listeners. Listen, if you're finding yourself in a situation and it seems hopeless— Uh, Focus on the Family is here to help. We have a team of caring Christian counselors. They're just a phone call away. Um, Call 800, the letter A in the word family. Ask to set up a free consultation with one of our counseling team members, and we'll schedule a time for them to give you a call back. They're so good, so helpful. It's, again, a free, short conversation and they can uh, point you to some good resources. We'd also encourage you to get a copy of Bill and Vicki's amazing book, Every Reason to Leave. 
Now, that might be a great resource to share with a friend. Um, We'll send that to you for a gift of any amount to the ministry today. Make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, and we'll have a link uh, for that in the show notes. Next time, more from Bill and Vicki. And for now, on behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Thank you.